After losing the 1962 California gubernatorial election, Richard Nixon held a news conference. It became known as the last news conference. It set in motion a tradition that henceforth, when people are retiring from politics under duress and stress, their true character and personality shows up and shines through. And yesterday, it was the case for Kevin McCarthy, defenestrated and humiliated after 269 days of craziness as the speaker in name only of the House of Representatives. Kevin McCarthy unveiled himself the way that political narcissists do. There's always a tell, and it's the use of the word I. I, I, I. Now, Kevin McCarthy's last news conference held more grievance and more ludicrous moments than can be counted in this short response. But we'll do a few, at least do our best to try to capture the essence of it. Let's start with Kevin McCarthy speaking to, yes, America's children. To any child that are listening and who are coming to visit the Capitol, this is the place I want you to visit. I liked opening the Capitol back up again. I liked taking away the metal detectors. I liked committees being able to work. I liked people being able to visit. I hope you liked being able to be back in. I think it was important that, that members actually show up to work as well. You know, to paraphrase Lou Gehrig, he said, I might have been given a bad break, but I truly still consider myself to be the luckiest man on the face of the earth. There's no other country that you could rise to be the 55th speaker, not get an internship, and be able to fight for the American public. Self-awareness, it is said, is a gift. Clearly one not bestowed on my Kevin. Now, Kevin McCarthy posited, stated, something that's quite absurd. He said he's in it for America. That's right. This man, a supernova of cynicism, who understood full well that on January 6th, the peaceful transition of power was being assaulted and assailed at the incitement and direction of the President of the United States. In that moment, he promised to hold him to account. Instead, he appeased him. Instead, Kevin McCarthy used his power to rehabilitate Donald Trump from his lowest moment. This is the picture that defines Kevin McCarthy's legacy. He will be a pimple, a canker on the story of America. A small, sad morality tale. The person in the modern era of politics who more than any other truly fulfilled John Kennedy's warning, his admonition in 1960, undone by cynicism, undone by craveness, undone by an utter lack of principle 
for anything beyond his personal ambition. Kevin McCarthy stands for lightness. He's a mix between Chauncey Gardner and Tracy Flick, lighter than helium. Somebody untethered, obviously, to the basic substance of governance, the basic ideas of the country. And in the end, Kevin McCarthy seeks to portray himself as a victim who opposed the extremism. Kevin McCarthy is an extremist. Kevin McCarthy was extremism's handmaid in the United States Congress. Kevin McCarthy's undoing is because of his weakness and his lack of moral fiber and because of the accommodations he made that he knew would lead to his undoing because what he wanted more than anything else was a nameplate above his door. For him, that was the sum of his service. His open ramble about how nobody can understand how it is that Kevin has done what he has done, how it is that Kevin of Bakersfield, who providentially, according to Kevin, won the lottery that helped him open up a sandwich shop, which is mostly BS. The beginning of his rise to the heights of the power of America, the beginning of his rise all the way to the top, where he did what? Suborned insurrection, debased the civics of the country. Kevin McCarthy is a low and dishonorable man. He is a figure who has betrayed his oath over and over and over again, who treated this nation's destiny like his private playground and who vandalized our civics, our politics with his bullshit, gaslighting and nonsense. And now in the end, Kevin McCarthy is deeply aggrieved because according to Kevin McCarthy, he wasn't saved by, you guessed it, the person who they blame for all things, Nancy Pelosi. You see, as it turns out in Kevin's deluded mind, Nancy Pelosi had committed to him that she'd always have his back. Like he had hers, I suppose. When her husband was viciously assaulted and Kevin was too big a coward to say anything. Or the time he joked about hitting the 80 year old female speaker of the House of Representatives on the head with a gavel. Kevin McCarthy desecrated the House of Representatives with his incompetence, his ineptitude, and his tolerance for the extremism and the sedition and the lies about a stolen election. 
And now Kevin McCarthy is gone, defenestrated inside the tiger that he tried to ride, just like President Kennedy predicted. Any person out there who's listening, who has been to the doctor, has been through an emergency room, has had a kid have to go to the doctor, go through the emergency room, knows how completely, absolutely broken health insurance is. It's not understandable. Premiums are increasing. Deductibles are getting larger. And claims denials are more common than ever. And so this headache of health insurance is exactly why you're seeing new companies, new ideas that are aimed at disrupting what's so complicated by making it simple. And that's what crowd health is. And that's why it was created. It's not health insurance, but it's a better way to pay for health care through crowdfunding. So this is a great disruption of something that's complicated and broken for average people. And what crowd health does is it gives their members the freedom, and freedom matters in healthcare, to efficiently and affordably break free from the old insurance system and into a healthcare option that fits your needs. It's time you opt out of restrictive health insurance plans and let crowd health help fit your healthcare needs. Get started today for just $50 per month. Use code warning to get the healthcare you deserve. Crowd health is not insurance. Learn more at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com. Code warning. John Kelly was a retired United States Marine Corps four-star general who had an unblemished record of service to the United States of America during the entirety of his military career. John Kelly, by choice, chose to join Donald Trump's administration as chief of staff. He chose to serve in a political capacity the most unworthy man and the most unworthy cause since the Confederacy. There is no question that John Kelly's service to the United States has been deeply honorable and deeply meaningful as a military officer, as has his family service. Yet John Kelly's political service was not honorable. And it was during that political service that we saw a glimpse of John Kelly and some of the extremism that abounds within John Kelly. John Kelly talked about the fact that the American Civil War, for instance, was fought because there was a failure to compromise and that Robert E. Lee was a deeply honorable man. John Kelly was a principal agent of Donald Trump's in Donald Trump's trying to impose his obscene and corrupt vision on the United States of America in defiance of the law, 
defiance of the U.S. Constitution, basic human rights, common decency, and patriotism. John Kelly's service as chief of staff in the White House raises a fundamental question. And that question is about obligation. What is the obligation of powerful people to disclose to the American people what it is they know in the name of the American people that they are keeping from the American people to protect a man whose actions might injure the people, an official like John Kelly spent in uniform a lifetime protecting, but also swore an oath to serve as a political official, as the White House Chief of Staff. Now, years after Donald Trump has left office, and even years earlier, John Kelly left the White House, here is what John Kelly says about Donald Trump. What can I add that has not already been said, Kelly said, when asked if he wanted to weigh in on his former boss in light of recent comments made by other former Trump officials. Quote, a person that thinks those who defend their country in uniform or are shot down or seriously wounded in combat or spend years being tortured as POWs are all suckers because there is nothing in it for them. A person that did not want to be seen in the presence of military amputees because it doesn't look good for me. A person who demonstrated open contempt for a Gold Star family, for all Gold Star families on TV during the 2016 campaign and rants that our most precious heroes who gave their lives in America's defense are losers and wouldn't visit their graves in France. A person who is not truthful regarding his position on the protection of unborn life, on women, on minorities, on evangelical Christians, on Jews, on working men and women. End quote. Kelly continued, a person that has no idea what America stands for and has no idea what America is all about. A person who cavalierly suggests that a selfless warrior who has served his country for 40 years in peacetime and war should lose his life for treason. An expectation that someone will take action. A person who admires autocrats and murderous dictators. A person that has nothing but contempt for our democratic institutions, our constitution and the rule of law. Quote, there is nothing more that can be said End quote, Kelly concluded. God help us. General Kelly, how dare you, sir? How 
dare you say what else can be said? There is so much more to be said and must be said by you from one corner of this country to another. You must evangelize what you have said and talk to the American people and use your character and use the integrity that was bestowed on you by the cloak of your uniform to aid the defense of democracy like you aided the rise of autocracy and fascism through your political service to Donald Trump, who though you knew who he was, you did not tell the American people. You were not straight with them. You did not keep your faith and your promise to keep them safe. Because you abetted a man who did everything that you said while you knew he was doing it and what the meaning of it was. It is fair enough for you to have a conversion and to come back and bear again faith to what you spent much of your life defending. But how dare you in this moment say, there is nothing more to be done. There is great damage to be undone. And it starts with telling the truth, a truth that was corrupted in part by you and that you can help remedy by telling it from one corner of America to another.